You never thought that that would have extra meaning when singing that. In February, when we sung that song, it had meaning and we felt anointing. But tonight, when I was singing it, it just had extra meaning to it. The devil tried everything he could to shut the church, stop the singing, telling churches that they couldn't come together and sing and magnify God. But that didn't work out for him, did it? Come on, there's a church. Come on, there's a church in the gates of hell. Why? Because there's people. There's a church. There's a people of God that says, I'll sing in the good times, and I'll sing in the rough times. Come on, somebody. Sing unto the Lord. I sing, God, your praises. I sing you, Lord, your loving kindness. Woo, hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, that not that awesome? Amen. Before you're seated, would you grab your offering in your hand tonight? We're going to march that up in a little bit here. Amen. Grab your offering in your hand, your tithes and offerings. And I'm going to share here in a little while some great news. Someone say great news. Amen. How many feels the presence of God in this house tonight? Amen. I feel the Lord. I feel the Lord here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Man, what a refreshing wind of the Holy Ghost sweeping through this place. Amen. On this Wednesday night. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a refreshing and renewness of life. Amen. Even though no matter what kind of week you've had so far, you walk in here tonight and you just feel a refreshing wind of God touch you. I love the Lord. Don't you love the Lord? Amen. Don't you love Him? Aren't you thankful for what He's doing in your life? Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity, God, to give back to you, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ushers, if, amen, if you would, help me out tonight. Amen. You can dismiss folks that can march their offerings up. Brother James is in the back. Amen. If, you have, if you're like me and don't carry cash very often, amen, Brother James is back there to help you out tonight. If you want to give to the Lord as the Lord has blessed you, amen, give as the Lord has blessed you tonight. Before me, the world behind, no turning back. Raise a banner high. It's not for me. It's over you. Let the heaven shake and split the sky. Let the people clap their hands and cry. tonight is about him tonight come on now about us set your holy fire on this offering god bless it god bless it and multiply it in jesus name hallelujah come on church let's sing this together tonight hallelujah it's not to us but to your name
Amen. Let's give him praise tonight. Come on, let's give him praise. A shout of praise. Oh, clap your hands, holy people, and shout unto God with a voice of... Come on, anybody got a shout tonight? He may have come in tired tonight, but there's a refreshing wind of the Holy Ghost. You may be seated. God bless all of you tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. What a beautiful time of worship. And thankful for our, our musicians and our singers. Aren't you thankful for our musicians and singers? Amen. Come in and lead us into a time of worship. Hallelujah. How many just had just a wonderful Sunday this past Sunday? How many just had a great day this past Sunday? I, I rolled out of here, I think it was a little after 5, and I was driving home. I was like, Lord, I'm tired. You know, I was, I was tired. It was a good day. Good day. Just, you know, a good feeling tired, you know. And I've uh, been a long time since we were able to do something that special together. And uh, so I, I, I loved it. But uh, driving home, I, I was like, Lord, I'm just tired of pulling out of the parking lot, heading down there, passing the golf course. And what I noticed, Brother West, is that the same folks that I passed that were gathered there at 9.30 a.m. when I was getting to church was the same folks that were still gathered together that was on the golf course at that golf outing. And I said, Lord... I have no excuse. Thank you, Lord, for a day in the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so I thought, Lord, if they can make it all day long, my goodness, why can't I? Someone say amen. Amen. But how many thought Bishop just did an awesome job at White Elephant Cell? Did he not do a great job? Awesome job. As usual, as usual, he entertained us. And he had a sidekick, Brother Justin, which Brother Justin's at work, but Brother Justin was his sidekick. And I'm sure Brother Justin, I mean, went home tired because he was, a, he was running back and forth. But um, how many had a wonderful time at the White Elephant Cell? Did you have a good time? All the food. Wasn't the food great? I tell you, we got some people that can throw down. Throw down some good food. And so that was really good, too. And so I shared with the, the church family, I shared on, tried to share on social media and all that good stuff about, you know, what we were able to try to collect and, you know, that evening, and, and so I thought we were around the $3,300 mark, and Sister, I want to tell you, Sister Rexanne told me, she's like, don't hold me to that now, so what pastor do, I put it on social media, I held her to it, so, but the good thing about it was the next day, church, next day, she, she finally was able to get everything in, and calculate, and we gave her finally time to be able to do things, and, and so she sends me this message, and she said, okay, here's the final numbers for White Elephant. And I began to look, and I thought, well, that can't be right, because I said we were around $3,300, when in actuality, a total raise was $4,717.50. Someone say $4,717.50. I believe last year, last year we raised in the White Elephant $2,900 total. We had less package. I just want to stomp on the enemy here first, just for a moment. Amen. He's trying to wreck heaven in 2020, has he not? So anytime that we can just stomp on the old devil a little bit, we should do that, shouldn't we, Sister Shelley? Shouldn't we do that, trustee? Amen. God's been good to us. God's protected us, and God's taken care of our church, hasn't he, sis? I want to stomp on the devil here for a second. Less packages during a pandemic. Not everybody could make it. 
We had a lot that would want to be there that couldn't be there. But yet God intervened and God brought everybody together. And we did it together, church. We did it together. Come on, let's give the Lord just one more time of praise and thankfulness. Come on, I, I, I don't want to miss out on just the blessings of God and what he's done for our church. He's been good to us. Someone shout, he's been good to me. Amen. So, so thankful for that great report. And, uh, and so thankful, amen. And as I'm kind of getting my stuff together here, I was driving to church tonight, and I, the Lord kind of placed it on my heart to have my mom testify. And I don't mean to put her on the spot, but I, the Lord kind of impressed upon me to have uh, my mom testify tonight. How many love Sister Laura Purdue? Amen. We love my mama. Love my mom. Go ahead, mom, testify tonight. Amen. Can we give God praise for that? I just think we should take a few moments just hear from our pastoral team, our, the wives tonight. Man, I know uh, how many thankful Brother Ty and Sister Nicole have a baby and things going well there. I heard a good report there, so pray for them. Amen. Continue to pray for them. But uh, uh, Sister Ash, my beautiful wife, beautiful lady in this room. How many love Sister Ash? I love you very much. and She keeps me going and keeps me in tune to what I need, what's important, and I love her very much. And so, won't you, won't you testify tonight?
Amen. Sister Michelle over there. Sister Michelle, we love Sister Michelle around here. She, we're, and we're very thankful that she keeps Brother West in line. And we know, talking about, Sister Ashley talking about patience. We know she needs all the patience she can get. Sister Michelle, go ahead. That's right, more. Come on, someone shout more. Come on, amen. Amen. And if it's your birthday, would you wave your hand in the air today? Is anybody's birthday today? I thought so. I thought so back there. Handsome, handsome man in that pink shirt. Looking good. Looking good. I love his brother Bob. We love him. Happy birthday, buddy. We wish you a happy birthday. Man, grab your Bibles and let's get into our, 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 our teaching tonight. And thankful for all of you for being here this evening. And, and uh, it's already been said, but thankful, thank you for your faithfulness. Faithfulness. Amen. It's important. If it, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. And I'm, I'm going to begin tonight um, uh, a three-week series. And I hope you, you bring your Bibles with you. You jot down some things. Uh, uh, it is my intention, uh, intention to, um, bef- before we wrap up this series, for you, for everybody, to find their purpose in ministry. And uh, don't let the, the word ministry um, scare you. Is that all right? Don't let the word ministry scare you. We're going to break that down tonight, and we're going we're gonna to talk about some things. But uh, we're going to have three weeks with this, and... Uh, it's my intent, not intention to bore you or bring out things. Uh, there might be some things that might uh, challenge you. There might be some things that you say, well, I already, already knew all that. That's all good. Sometimes we need reminded. Amen. But Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse 10, and then we're going to swing over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. But Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says that for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in. In them, someone say, walk in them. It says, God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. All right, walk in them. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. For the body of Christ. Everyone understands that we're one body. 
It's already been mentioned already. We're a family, amen? And sometimes family uh, can say things to one another that no one else can. Am I right? You don't talk about my mama. You talk about my brother. You don't talk about my sister. You know, but we can, we can say things and we challenge each other, don't we? And we should challenge each other. But uh, we, we say things sometimes. So as a church family, as we go through this three-week series, we should be saying some things and we should be feeling some things of, of challenging, of growth, uh, getting better. I mean, I said it Sunday. How many feels like we can get better? We should be growing and maturing, amen, in the Lord. So I want to, to we're going to name this series Finding Your Ministry. Like I said, we're not going to get scared of the word ministry. Look at your neighbor and say, the word ministry is not going to scare me. And then look at your other neighbor and say, I'm not going to tune out pastor because ministry is not only tied to a mic. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Let's bless the word tonight. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the testimonies tonight. We thank you for the worship, God. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you bless this teaching tonight, God. Anoint my lips of clay, God. Let me bring forth, God, what you've given me, Lord, tonight, God. Help us to grow, mature, Lord. Lord, let us receive, God, what you've given us tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let the church say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. As your pastor in this, in this three-week series, it is my intention to awaken you all to your potential and your calling in the Lord. Amen. Ministry equals what we do for God. So understand something from the very onset of this this, this teaching, this series. Ministry, understand ministry is what we do for God. It is willful. You don't have to do anything for God. It is willingness. It is willful. Amen. God's a gentleman. So understand something. In a ministry, you got to be willful. you got to want to serve. you got to want to do things for God. Someone say amen. So it is the use of one's ability to serve others. And so I understand that we are living in a day and hour where it's difficult, more and more difficult to love people. Smile. It is. Don't, don't get... Come on now. We're going to have some real talk tonight, as we say in education. But understand something that it is. I understand the hour and the season. I understand the time. I know we're in 2020. I get it all. Trust me. Every night I go and lay my head down on the pillow. There's people's names that come through my mind. Where are they at? How are they doing? What are they doing? It comes with the territory. I wish my dad would have told me that before he handed over the reins, but he didn't. He just told me, son, be prepared. And then and before all that, he was, you know, God was preparing me for this moment. And this time and season in ministry, he was. And I know it. And I know it because, amen, I can feel it as I serve. Amen? So understand that it's, it is difficult. We're in a season and it's tough because we see all the negative things that people say and the nastiness of people and the, the rudeness of people. And I see often that we, we share things maybe on social media that it was, it's not like it was in the back in the olden days. But some of y'all need to remember what it was like in the old days too. You all were rebels too. Oh, come on now. Don't let that gray hair fool you. Young people, don't let that gray hair fool you tonight. Amen. It, 
there were some rebel times as well. You say, well, it's not like it was back in the olden days. And all these, I understand that there's some components that's missing today, like holding the door open for people as they walk through. Or saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and shaking somebody's hand pre-pandemic and agreeing on something and, and you have an opinion and I have an opinion, but we still get along. I understand that there's some things missing, but we got to understand that we're not just in ministry trying, you know, we serve others, but it's for God. So I've got to make sure if I want to have a peaceful, joyful life, I've got to make sure that I'm doing my part in the kingdom of God because how many can testify tonight to this? And I'm talking to you. I'm teaching here for a moment. How, how many can testify to this that when you get out of the will of God, it is miserable? Yeah. Yeah. How many has ever stepped out a little bit and, and you know, you're like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to kind of do your own thing for a little bit. And you're just not happy. You're not settled. You don't, you don't feel comfortable. Amen? Amen. That, that's because you're not in the will that God has for you. So people long for peacefulness. They long for joy. And they long for just being uh, appreciative and, and, and content. Contentment's not a bad thing. Contentment is not laziness. Laziness is just not doing anything. And I've learned, I don't know about you, but in learning and serving and leadership and things like that, you can't, you just can't change some people. Am I right? Am I right? There's just some people, you do do everything you can. You can bend over backwards for them. You can do ten jumping jacks right in front of them. And it's still not ever good enough. Amen? But what I've learned to do is say, Lord, I've got to step back and say, I'm not going after their acceptance. I'm not going after their approval. I'm doing the will that you've given me. I'm, give, I'm doing the work of the ministry. I'm, I'm going to lay it out there. I'm going to give it everything i got, God. And it's up to them. It's up to others to receive. You go to a restaurant, you're going to take whatever they give you, right? It might be your favorite cook in the back, or it might be somebody in training, right? How many goes to a place, you try to get a steak somewhere, it might be really good one night. And the next time you go back, you're like, what happened here, right? You can't cut it, like sawing down a tree, okay? But guess what? You're taking whatever they give you. But at least they were willing to show up to work and produce something. Maybe it wasn't to your likability. But I wonder if there would just be some folks that just said, you know what? I'm not showing up to just please other people. I'm, I'm dishing out something that God has given me and my best ability. And whatever you, whatever you think you like, I'm going to do what God's given me. I've met some amazing, ministry can talk, some preachers can talk. I've met some great, great preachers 
great preachers. You go to conferences, you hear them preach, and you hear them, and then I visited their churches, and there's hardly nobody at their church. I'm thinking, this is an amazing preacher, but they don't produce saints. They're conference preachers. They're preacher preachers. They're great preachers of pastors. They're great preachers of ministry. I mean, I, honestly, my first guy in the ministry, it really shocked me. It really did. It shocked me. I thought, my God, they, they've got to have a thriving church. And just, it's just got to be rocking and rolling. That dude can just flat preach, you know. And then you got this, and I can't hardly preach. And y'all, we have a great congregation. <laughs> I was hoping for an all, but that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> it is not God's will. Listen, it's not just God's will just to come to church two times a week and pay our tithes, say our few prayers. God has far greater expectations for us than that. Amen? Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm not just focused on church attendance. Come on, you might be looking out here and you may not see somebody here or whatever, but they might be reaching somebody tonight. Come on, we got to get our eyes off this other stuff and understand there's a ministry, there's a work going on, there's a revival happening. Amen. God is moving. Amen. God is healing and miracles are happening. Get your eyes off the negativity. Get your eyes off the naysayers. Get your eyes off social media. Amen. All the blur with all of that junk and say God's got a purpose. God's got a calling. God's got a ministry. God's got something for me. Someone say me, me, me. Something for me. God expects each of us to use our gifts and talents in the ministry. And if we ever wake and unleash the massive amounts of talent and creativity and enthusiasm, I'm going to lay in dormant right now. I'm telling you, this church would explode at an unbelievable rate of growth. we got a lot of folks that's very talented, a lot of folks that's creative. And sometimes, I mean, we got to make sure that we're channeling in that ministry. Take what God's blessed you with, the talent that you have, and say, how can I use this talent? How can I use this creativity to bless the kingdom of God? I think Brother Dan Monday, I think it was on a... On a Generation Now, one of his messages, I think it was, Brother James, you correct me wrong, but I think he preached to our young people one night, I think on Generation Now, one of the messages he preached, and it was about that very thing. I mean, so many times that we think raising up our kids, we got, you know, they got these skills, these trades, these wonderful things, and then we think they got to use it for the world, to glorify the world, and all these things. Yeah, they might use it, amen, to get an income. They might use it to bless their family and make sure things are taken care of. But we should understand something. God can use our talents, our creativity, everything that we're able to do with the world. God can use that in the house of God. Ministry is not just this microphone. Ministry is not just those keyboard, the drums, or the guitar, or the bass, or standing behind this pulpit. I'm telling you, ministry is doing something for God. And every one of us have something to give to God. Every one of us. Everyone believe that tonight? Amen. Do you believe that tonight with all your heart? Everyone has something to offer God in ministry. And this church is not going to be a church where you can come and hide in the crowd or fall in between the cracks. I mean, we're going to be looking, I mean, finding ways. This, that, that is not a biblical in any aspect. We need, to, we need to plug you into the plan of God for your life. Man, your ministry, every believer is not a pastor. Every believer is not a preacher. But every believer is called into ministry. Amen. If I would take your attention back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained before ordained that we should walk in them. God has created us for the purpose of good works. 
and we are instructed to walk in them. That is how we are to live our lives. And then look at verse 12 there, or verse 12 in chapter 4 in Ephesians. Listen, for the perfecting the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ. To prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. It is important, elders, especially elders, listen, it's important that you're passing on faithfulness. It's, it's important that you're passing on, I mean, kindness. And passing on that church is the most important and the house of God is very important. Amen. It's, it's, and so that the day comes, amen, when you pass on the torch, amen, you've been a pillar, that somebody can come in behind you and hold that pillar. Amen. It's important that what are we passing on and making sure that, that amen, in the, in the house of God, in the body, that we're working together and understanding that mentality that what I'm doing matters, what I say matters, how I act matters, because there's people watching, there's people behind me, amen, serving as well. And so the church leadership is instructed to prepare people for works of service so that the church of God can be built up. We are to build the kingdom of God. We are to build the kingdom of God. Everything that we work for or do should be building the kingdom of God. Not building ourselves up, not trying to make a name for ourselves Try and make a name for our family. It should be building up the kingdom of God. We got enough of that on social media. Everybody can sing and everybody. It's like Facebook opened up. I should leave that alone. We got people doing things. And then we, then we get on there and tell them to keep doing it. Oh, Stop. Listen to me. If it's not glorifying God, if it's not building the kingdom of God, don't encourage it. Is that all right? Am I still, I mean, I mean, don't do that. Don't do that. Service in the body of Christ is not an option. It is, is, is not voluntary, but we all have been drafted or called into his service. If you go with me in Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20, verse 26. Jesus said in Matthew 20, verse 26, But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And to give his life a ransom for many. I think about this. I think about our time and how we devote our time each week and things. I think, my goodness, God, I, I do so much for so much other things. And say, God, I don't really give you enough. I don't give you enough. Would you agree with me tonight? We don't give God enough, really. If you really think about it, I mean, we're not giving God enough. I mean, how many believe that we could, we could pray more? Come on, really, truly, how many How many can say, okay, you know what, if I think that I can pray more, how many is going to try and make some extra effort this week? I'm going to pray more. Jesus came into this world not to be served, but to serve. And since Jesus was a servant, then, he, then we must also be servants. Service is the defining characteristic of our Christian walk. Don't be so apostolic that you can't be Christian. Can I go there just for a moment? 
Amen. I'm not going to allow somebody to outwork me in the kingdom of God. Listen, i got to make sure that I present myself in a way that people are willing to listen to me. Because I can't minister to others if people already shut me out. So I can't be so apostolic and not be Christ-like. Understand that? we got to be Christ-like. That means we got to form some relationship with people before we go start. Come on, we can't go judging. Come on, somebody. We are to be Christ-like. That means we should form relationships. That means he sat at the table with sinners. Now listen to your pastor real fast. If they begin influencing you more than you're influencing them, then we got a, we got a heart issue. And if you find yourself not ready for that type of ministry, step back out and start cleaning some toilets, start doing some other things, start mowing some grass, start weeding the parking lot, start doing some other things until God gets you to where you can sit at the table with sinners and begin to influence them through your life. We believers have a wonderful heritage that we must not forsake. But at the same time, we can never reduce our Christianity to a set of beliefs and rules. Some of my friends that's coming on Sundays, you don't see it on Wednesdays. And if you're judging them because they don't come on Wednesdays and they're not getting it good enough, then you got a problem, not them. That talk will come down the road when they're ready. That conversation will happen when they're ready. That's why we got to be make sure that we're pray, prayerful. We can't just start saying things to be saying. We got to make sure we're in the vein of the Holy Ghost. We got to make sure that we're walking in the Spirit and not just after flesh. There, trust me, there's many times when I've had to delete a text message. There's many times where I had to delete a post. I can tell you this, I've deleted more posts than I posted. I'll, I've deleted more emails than I've sent probably. It feels good typing it out. And I might leave it in a drafts box for a little while. But the Holy Ghost won't let me hit the send button. Because they're not ready to receive what the word of God has to say. There will be a moment where the milk where the milk turns to meat. But you gotta wait for a little while. You gotta make sure that you're working in the Holy Ghost. You gotta make sure that you're walking in the Spirit. Finding our ministry, finding your ministry. Uh, so we gotta understand, you know. What I've done and everything I've done in my, oh, everything in my fiber, my being, is as people walk in this church is to build relationships with people. Come on, have people, you know, build relationships with people. Man, they'll fall in love. They'll fall in love with that. Because people need people. 
And despite how the world's gotten so crazy and so far left, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, we still got to believe in people. We still got to love people. Come on, we still got to be kind. We still got to love them, be gentle with them. Man, man, I love our church because we're not, you know, we, I'm telling you, I've talked to people. My God, there's folks that will walk in and people judge them right away. And, and other places I've heard them talk about their own churches. I thought, my God, I hope our, our church people don't talk like about their church that way. <laughs> Which I really couldn't because we don't do that. But I would hear stories and people say, man, right when they walk in the door, someone sits in their seat and they look at them and tell them you're in the wrong seat, you're in my seat, and make the visitor get up out of their own seat. I thought, are you kidding me? It's 2020. Are people still doing that? People still doing that? My God, I remember growing up and, 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 and people putting notes in the offering plate to get bishops' attention. Growing up as a pastor's kid, put a nasty note in an offering plate. Now we turn to text messages and emails because we don't want to face it with face-to-face because we actually know the real situation. Because when we're face to face, the enemy knows that we can work together and we'll figure it out. But behind a phone or behind the email, it's a lot easier. I ran into a parent one time. I ran into a parent. I don't know if you have this or not or anybody else that works in this. But I ran into a parent one time. And I never could figure it out. The, the emails were so nasty. The, the, the emails from her was so nasty. And then the same day I would run into her and she was the nicest person to me. And I would say, looking at her in the eyes, I'm thinking, I want to say something right now so bad. I say, why were you so mean to me through email, but you're so nice to me right now? Anybody ever feel that way? Anybody ever feel that way? I, I'm so blown away, but I was like, and, I, and the lady walks away, and the, and the sister principal looks at me and goes, isn't that the mom that sent you that nasty email? I go, yes, it was. He goes, you would never have tell, been able to tell that. From your guys' conversation, I said, I know. I don't get it. It's because the enemy knows if he can get into our devices, if he can get into those, those little foxes that like to spoil stuff. The enemy's all about getting into spoiling stuff. He likes to spoil your life. He likes to spoil your relationships. Why? Because he can get in there and spoil it by little foxes, little things. The little jabs. You don't do that, do you? Little jabs. Come on, because we, we know, don't we? We know. I better get back to my notes before I get in trouble. Listen to me. We can't start looking at a set of rules and judging according to those rules. We, we, are, not a ministering, we are not ministering to anybody, nor will we win anybody to Christ. In fact, Jesus called this a, a pharisaical practice, just a bunch of, bunch of filthy rags. Search it. We experience our salvation by believing and obeying the gospel. So don't you love it that if you really just take a moment and just stop and let the world go by and say, it's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I will overcome this. I will make this. Come on, something. I will get through this. It's hard right now, 
But stop for a moment. Take a step back if you have to. Shut yourself in a room if you have to. And remind yourself, I'm going to make it to heaven. We experience our life in ministering Jesus Christ by serving Him. Service is the defining characteristic. Go with me to Luke chapter 9. And I'm almost closing. Luke chapter 9. And I know I just said that, and many of you thought that means nothing to me, Pastor. Because <laughs> I said it Sunday, and I, I was thinking, my goodness, I kept going. <laughs> oh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And he said unto them all, if any man will come after me. Now hold on a second here. If any man come after me. And he said, I'm going after them. Because he already did his part. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave the ultimate price. So now what he's saying is, now if you want to follow me, deny yourself. And take up your cross daily and follow me. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Verse 24. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Let that sink in for one second here. For what is a man advantage if he gained the whole world? And lose himself or be a castaway. If I if I'm if I, what I'm doing, amen, is to try to gain the whole world, I'm losing. I've got to make sure what I'm doing is serving God and serving others. I'm gonna give everything the work of the ministry to build the kingdom of God. And so notice this that it says, any man, each and every one of us has different talents, abilities, and gifts. Look at your neighbor right now, just look at them. They have a different ability. They have a different talent. They have a different gift. I tell you, I could go some places with that too. But I'll stay here. I'll stay home in my notes right now. I'll stay home in my notes. Amen. Amen. Oh, help me, Jesus. <laughs> oh. Our responsibility to the Lord is to be faithful to our calling and gifts. If God has placed a ministry in your life and it is a ministry in the kitchen, you do everything you can to make that the best ministry you can. If God's put you in the ministry of serving children, amen, you give your heart and soul to those children, amen, you love them, and you, and you just make it amazing experiences for them. If, if God's given you a ministry to open those doors, then you open those doors and say, God, help me to greet people, amen, and love people as they walk in and let them feel right at home. Come on, whatever ministry, anything. I mean, if God's using you through graphics and design, through our multimedia, say, God, use this to bless the kingdom of God. No matter what the ministry is, it is our responsibility to the Lord to be faithful to it, to the calling and gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I hope God finds me faithful. Oh, well, imagine if you come in 2020. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Come on, church. Come on. You know, there's going to come a time, listen to me, and it's going to get really awkward for some folks. It's going to get really awkward for some Christians. And I'm not just talking about church. I'm just, it's going to get awkward for Christians because there's going to come a time 
where they're going to have to make a decision to come back to the house of God. And that will be the true moment when they really realize, I've drifted and my heart's not in the house of God anymore. I, am I teaching here? So I, I, I'm praying, I've been praying here lately, and I said, Lord, you know, when that moment comes, and I don't really know when that moment is, but how many thankful for stage five today? Governor announced stage five. Good stage five. Amen. Amen. We're heading in the right direction. Amen. Bless God. But listen to me. But there comes a time where, listen, it, I'm all about safety. I'm all about precautions. And I'm all about making sure that people are staying healthy and being protected. Listen, it hits home more than anybody else, this family right here. But if we can go and do everything else. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm not trying to be, but if we can do everything else, where truly is our heart at? If I can go here and I can go there, if I can go to this festival, if I can go to this event, I can't come to the house of God and find a place of worship and worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If I think he'll protect me at a festival, brother Rick, I think he should be able to protect me in the house of God. If I think he can protect me when I go get my groceries in a grocery store. If I go to a restaurant and somebody's making my own food. We're trusting Taco Bell workers. Making our bean burritos. Come on, I'm, I'm pulling it in. I'm, no, I'm going back to my notes. I'm all for safety. I'm all for precautions. But listen to me. We have to make sure that we're living a balanced life. That we're not laying heavy on one side and doing everything else. And church is a last priority, a last thing on our mind. Come on, why? Because we've lost the ministry. we lost the focus that's all about him and not about me. Now let me go ahead and say this. If anybody's listening Amen, amen, don't go to this church, maybe go somewhere else. If you're so caught up in your own ministry on social media that you can't get to your own home church and minister the gospel and be a part of the kingdom and working the kingdom of God, but you're caught up in your own ministry and social media, you've lost something. Come on, when you're so caught up preaching on social media during church times when you should be at your own home church helping bless the kingdom of God and praising and lifting up the kingdom of God, you've got your priorities all wrong. God will give you the right moment. God will, give you, God will lift you up when he wants to lift you up. He'll give you pulpit time when you need pulpit time. I hope that helps somebody out there that's listening. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.9, Who has saved us and called us within a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Which was given to us in Christ Jesus. Stand with me. Before the world began. Now just let that sink in for a minute. God knew your purpose. God knew your calling. God knew your ministry. Before the world even began. When I looked at 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. I looked up another translation. And the message translation puts it this way. Who first saved us. And then called us to this holy work. We had nothing to do with it. It was all his idea. 
a gift prepared for us in Jesus long before we knew anything about it. Just let that sink in for a second. God has had a higher purpose for your life long before you knew anything about it. Come on, can you just close your eyes right now and just think about what I just said to you? God had a higher purpose for your life long before you knew anything about it. So are you going to make it? Yeah. Can you, if you keep going. In fact, before this world even began, God had a calling on your life. Ministry, what we do for God. How many would go ahead and begin to pray right now? Just put a hand on your heart and say, God, help me to understand as we go through this series. God, let me know my purpose. God, let me know my ministry. God, I know I have talents. God, I know I have giftings. I know I have callings. God, I know I have creative. I'm creative, God. I know I have these things. God, I know there's talent, Lord. But I want to use it for your kingdom. I want to use it for your glory. Come on, somebody. Come on, God's the one that gave it to you anyway. How about you use it to bless his kingdom? There are no big eyes and little U's in the body of Christ. Come on, there are, there are no insignificant ministries. Every ministry is important. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I'll leave you with this. Two things. I know you're standing. As a young man growing up, I always had this understanding. You know, I, I believe it was my parents helped instill it in me. I believe my, my Sunday school teachers helped instill it in me. But I always had this understanding. And that's what I'm leaning on. I think they, they're the ones that instilled it in me. It might have been the Spirit of the Lord just kind of you know, instilling it into my heart. But I always had this understanding as a young man that, that God is the one that gave me all my abilities. You know, if I was really good at something, I always felt like God's the one that, that gave it to me. You know, if I was good at something, I always felt like God was the one that blessed me with that talent. God blessed me with that gift. You know, if I, if I, could, I tried to play the bass guitar, it, it did not pan out very well when I was a young kid. I was just trying to do anything I could to help the church, you know, to help, help the ministry, help, help my dad and my mom and we were, you know, in, the, in the church and things. I grabbed a bass guitar. I had no idea how to play it. I just tried to play it. It sounded like a flat tire. I, I'd hop on the keyboard, you know, and a piano and try to play. And, you know, that panned out just a little bit better. But I, I, everything I tried to do, I just always knew that God, you're the one. And I always had this understanding that if he's the one that blessed me with it, that he could easily take it away from me. So what I want to leave us with tonight is as you leave this evening, understand everything that God's blessed you with, the gifting, the, count, the, the talents, the, the, if you're creative and you've got this skill, whatever. Understand, how can you take that and use it for the kingdom of God? How can you use it to be in a ministry? Because everything that we do is to be a ministry unto God. I always told myself as a young person, I want to make sure, I, anything I do, I want to give it to God. I want, I want to do things for God. I remember uh, when the, the Army recruiter uh, was trying to recruit me in high school. He got so mad at me. Very mad at me. And it was for some, but it's not for everybody. And I knew that. But, it, you know, it crosses your mind a little bit. And, you know, it, you think about it a little bit, that possibility that you might do it, you know. But, but I remember just telling him, I, 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 this is my word, I have to stay home. I need to stay home. I need to help at the church. Oh, he didn't like that. Well, you can always go and do this and then come back. and all this. I, I just knew I, I needed to stay connected 
to the church. And for some, amen, that's left here, maybe even going on to college, different things, we've plugged them in if they wanted to. We got them connected into a good Bible-believing church if they wanted to. Some just use an excuse just to get away. Don't do that. This is a heritage. This is a thing. You, you will not ever be fulfilled unless you're doing the ministry of, for God. Am I, am I right, church? I mean, there's, there's no other way to, to describe it. And so, uh, when I get to think about when God created animals, he gave each of them a, an area of expertise. Birds fly. Fish swim. Deer run. I got some hunters in the in the house tonight. Kangaroos hop. I hate snakes. Snakes slither. Moles. We don't like moles around here. Moles burrow under the ground. Some animals are designed to hunt and kill. Others are designed to gather and store. Listen to me. If he can take all that time and give them all purpose, understand me? That when he created us, it's same true for us. Each of us was uniquely designed and shaped by God to accomplish certain things for the kingdom. He's designed you to complete things in the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, I know it's hard for our minds right now. I know. I know I've lost some right now. But if you, if I, this may not be for everybody. Maybe this is for somebody here. But God has created you to do some great things for him. But it's got to be your willingness to say, God, here I am. Take my talents. Take my giftings. Take it, Lord. Take my calling, whatever you give me. God, let me do it for you in your kingdom. Amen. Would you give God a hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I'm praying. Let's pray this week. Amen. We're going to begin you know, this series. We're going to go another couple weeks, and uh, we're going to dive in a little bit more. But uh, and uh, invite somebody out. Amen. Next Wednesday, let's have a good time in the Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word, God. I thank you, Jesus, Lord, for what you're delivering to us, God. Lord, let us grow, Lord. Let us mature, God. Lord, let us walk in the spirit, God. Help us, Jesus, understand your word, God. Lord, let us apply it to our lives, Jesus. As we leave here tonight, God, challenge us, God. Help us grow, Lord. Let us walk in our ministry, Jesus, God, what you've called us to do, Lord. Lord, take our giftings, our talents, Lord Jesus, and use them to build your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And let the church shout amen. 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 You are dismissed. Amen. Have a great rest of the week. Amen. We'll see you on Sunday. Sunday school at 1030. Amen. Worship 1115.